Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Hey, 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 it's Christoph Wrights of the Poet Life Podcast. I am so excited to have Dr. Shakina Rawlings in the building. Let me tell you all, uh, it was just the other day that I was on Facebook. I was scrolling, just you know, doing what I do on Facebook. And it was a storm of uh, positive feedback concerning a workshop that Dr. Rawlings. So I see Dr. Shakina. So I'm going to call you Dr. Shakina. That's, that's okay. Cool. Dr. <laughs> Shakina. Okay, cool. All right. So Dr. Shakina uh, uh, facilitated and it was about vision. All right. And so usually most times I'll have someone that's directly focused on poetry and the poetry scene, the poetry community, the poetry industry. But I knew that vision is 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 blanketed across all genres, all industries. And so I know this conversation will resonate with anybody and everybody. Dr. Shakina, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing quite well. And surprisingly, when I inboxed you, you said, do I know you? And I was <laughs> like, I don't I don't know, you know, and and it was so interesting because now I went to your page. I was like, man, we have like 43 people that yeah. we're mutually connected with. And um, so that was that's pretty cool. And uh, um, we, we, we've met before at my church in D.C., New Samaritan Baptist Church. Um, but hey, how are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast tonight. Sure, most definitely. No, thank you for, and this was what, a few days ago. So thank yeah. you for, you know, promptly saying, hey, yeah, most definitely. So um, I, I know you're super busy. It's the holiday. Matter of fact, it's three days before Christmas. Yeah. yeah so, you know, we're grinding, we're working, you know? So, <laughs> so I truly appreciate you. So, first of all, tell me about that workshop. I, I, I didn't get a chance to see it, um, but I just, again, I saw the onslaught of, man, that workshop was amazing, life-changing, and it was about vision, and that's for me. That piece right there is for me. So tell me about that workshop. So um, literally, I'm a visionary. Mm. Um, I, uh, I started, I've had a girls' organization for over 10 years now. I am a pastor of a founder of a church, and I also have my own company. Um, so naturally, I had to see these things in order to produce it, right? Sure. And so one of the things that happened in my process is that I had to learn to do a lot of it on my own. Um, I had to figure a lot of things out. I didn't have a whole lot of help. I, Google was my friend. Mm -hmm. Um I was my self-motivator at times, you know, things like that. And so literally, um, I've always been this empowering person to always push people to their destiny, push people to mm -hmm. go after what they see, to be the best them they can be and all this great stuff. And I literally was like, I want to do something around vision um, because um, so many people have vision, but they don't know what to do with it. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and so what I decided to do was make the focus instead of it just being vision to make the focus about the visionary because the vision starts with the visionary, right? right. And so a lot of times we have these ideas, we have these things that we want to do, but the issue is the visionary, right? And so literally what I did was I laid out for all of the visionaries, we talked about what vision is very briefly, Mm -hmm. but I really, really dealt with them to talk about what are the things that kill vision. And when we talked about what the things, when I listed what, what were the things that kill vision, what I, what I pointed back to them was it's you everything that i had i listed everything that i went through from insecurities to pride to um to like all this different stuff that i listed about about what kills vision it all pointed to the visionary and so then i i once i told them what kills the vision then i gave them characteristics for what a successful visionary the type of things um that they should possess to be successful in what they did and do and that's what i literally laid out for the people um i just basically told them about basically about themselves as visionaries that we are in our own way um, mm. We are the reason why we sometimes don't um, go to the next level in what we are destined to do or we don't take the vision. We got an idea and it stays very local, even though God mm. was like, it's supposed to go global. Um, mm. You know, all of this stuff or whatever, like our limited thinking, I dealt with that and things like that. And so and so that's what I did. Um, I literally laid it out to the people. I'm a very open book transparent and very raw um and so i just laid it out told them what the issue was um and then now i have some new clients um they're gonna be rocking with me that i'm gonna help push them in their vision that's so awesome so was that your first one that was my first one i was really excited and really nervous at the same time i do this stuff all the time but i've never did it on this scale um um to put out a class i was i was i had to get out my own way and say she can't get online and do this you know because i'm a person that likes to be kind of behind the scenes even though everything i do calls for me to be in the front light you know in the limelight and whatever you want to however you want to put it i don't i don't like any of that i prefer to be in the background and pushing everybody else forward um but but i know what people needed and it's the end of the year and we've had a tough year this year um, and so for some people who have vision and was excited about it in the beginning of the year, COVID hit and destroyed a lot of people's vision. Um, right. It destroyed like it took people's like um, esteem and motivation and focus. It threw it off. So literally, I was just trying to help people get back on track before we kick off the new year. When you described yourself, you were describing me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um I, this is, I'm not interested in the camera, uh, not interested in the limelight. I, I did this. When I say I did this, I mean, I became the host of the podcast out of necessity. Yeah. Because again, like you said, I, I'm behind the scenes. Um, I'm the visionary, right? And I want everybody to win. And I believe if I push people to to win, I win in turn. Um, But when when you do that um, without pushing yourself forward, 
you, I believe you stunt your growth mm -hmm. because, because it is, for me, it was harder to manage people in the back while I was in the background um, and coordinate with their schedules and have to depend on them for my brand. Right. And so it wasn't until God said, okay, all right, here's your confidence. Cause I think really in hindsight, it was my confidence. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I could do it. Um, you know, I've never been the one to be on the mic Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I, I do it out of necessity because at the end I give my remarks at, at events and things of that nature. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I say, I, I'm, I'm, that's not for me, you yeah. know, but that's speaking negativity, I believe, um, on the vision that God has given you. And once I stood in the seat, I was like, I know what to do now. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, a lot of times we don't see our own worth and value and we don't sometimes see what we have to offer. Mm -hmm. I had to realize for myself, Shakina, you have something to offer people. And um, a lot of people um, I've always and I teach this all the time, even in ministry um, to my ministers that, that are coming under me. There are there are people that are assigned to our voices. There are people that are assigned mm -hmm. to our gifts. And so if we never operate in who we were called to be, they may never be blessed by what we have to offer. Right. So right. we have to a lot of times believe in our own self and have the confidence in our own self mm -hmm. and push ourselves. I have a saying that sometimes you just got to do it scared. Um, and that's exactly what I did last Monday. I did it scared. My husband was up here literally praying, praying me before because I'm like shaking like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I talk for a living. This is what I do. I pastor. Right. I preach every Sunday. But it's different when you're putting it out in your own brand and your own name and, you know, all of this stuff. Like what I do, you know, for the church, I do that for the kingdom of God, of course. But right. like, like Kena Dunbar Rawlins, I'm like, oh, God, I got to get right. everything I give everybody else. I got to give it to myself. Um, and I just had to see you have to you have to see your own that you have something to, to offer um, and that there's something that when I think of vision all the times, I always think about that. There's something that God placed in your mind as an mm. idea that is needed in the earth. Um, yeah. He gave it to you because it's needed. And because he gave it to you, it's needed. And he is expecting you to execute it. That's what I always feel like. Um, That's so perfect because I was told uh, by a good friend of mine, his name is Orville, the poet. He said, we were all given gifts, right? Yeah. Um, but those gifts weren't for us solely, right? When you're given a gift, you're like, oh man, yeah. this is great. This is mine. But your godly gifts were for you to package them and give them away. Absolutely. And most of the time, most of us are like this. Let me just hold on to it. It's mine. I don't want to share this. But some people don't know that yeah. it's not for them because mm -hmm. God gave it to me. So it's mine. Yeah. And so it is it is for my edification or whatever they feel it is but a lot of people just out of ignorance don't know that you're supposed to cultivate that gift and make it great through god absolutely and 
let that be the impact that you leave on the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's where coaches like me come in to help people to see their potential and to see what their value is in the earth and that their need what they have is needed and push them forward. Um, sometimes there are a lot of us that have so many gifts, so many abilities. We just don't have that pusher or that midwife to help birth out mm-hmm. what we need to birth out. Um, and so, and so that's what, that's what I did, you know, last, like I got so many, I was shocked by the number of messages that I got last week as well, because like, this was my first time doing this, but people were so blessed. And all I did was give them my experience and what I learned along the journey. So we all have something to offer. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. Even for me, it is not, uh, I don't have um, uh, a circle of friends that are going after it, okay. you know, uh, and I think the average person does not, mm-hmm. you know, the average person has friends that are just s- still existing, mm-hmm. you know, enjoying life or trying to, but not pursuing life. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and uh, walking in their purpose. I think I think the term purpose is has become cliche. Yeah. Right. Because because reality says purpose don't pay the bills. When that's what we were birthed for. Yeah. You know, like literally you were you were sought out and created to pursue the purpose that was given to you absolutely but, but because i got to get this 9 to 5 hey that purpose got to slide to the side but you know one of the things that cuz cuz i until i build everything that i want to build i still work full time too mm-hmm. and so it's a matter of of working my nine to five and using my nine to five to fund what I want to do and Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Cause a lot of people be just like, I'm just going to jump out there and you don't have nothing to help sustain and make it. So I I understand and I've given myself um, literally a timeline. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I need to build. This is what I need to do. Setting goals, smart Mm -hmm. goals Mm -hmm. is what Mm -hmm. I would call them. Smart goals Mm -hmm. Um, that this is what I need to build. This is where I need to be. Um, so that I can get, and unless the Lord says something otherwise, and you say jump out there, then that's a whole nother conversation we need to have. <laughs> but, but, but literally, you can work your nine to five and still do what you need to do. That can be mm-hmm. what funds what you want to do until what you want to do, you can be sustained in that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I think sometimes we miss that. And, and the truth of the matter is, for some people, they feel like it's too much work. Um, you know, working my nine to five and trying to do my purpose at the same time. But there's so much fulfillment, mm-hmm. like in in doing purpose. Like I when people even ask me, like, how did you feel after the session? I said, I felt like I did. I was where I was operating in purpose. Mm-hmm. I felt like I did what I was created to do. And that was to empower and to encourage. But I still had to get up Tuesday morning and go to well, log on because you know we're virtual. Log yeah, on right. and run, and because I run operations for my company, I had to go, you know, run the operations of the company until I get to that place that this can do what I needed to do. 
Yeah, yeah. I look at my nine to five as my biggest investor. Absolutely. And they invest regularly. Absolutely. Every other Friday. Yes. Right? Yes, and absolutely. It's, it's really it's really about perspective. Absolutely. And if you can't manage your nine to five and your purpose to, to together while your purpose is small, mm-hmm. your idea is small, then I don't suggest that you jump out there because you have time management issues. Because the question, yes. I don't have time. I don't have time. But the question is, how much TV do you watch? Yep. Well, how much time are you on social media? Okay. Okay. So if you calculated how much time you spend on social media and watching TV, that comes out to be like 20 to 40 hours a week, really. I was telling somebody um, on the line the other day because they were saying, you know, one of the things I was talking about was some of the vision killers is like us being procrastinators or even being lazy and not having good work, work ethic. Um, and things like that. And so one of the little girls, she was on the line and she was like, I know I keep watching these Christmas movies. And I had to tell her, I love Christmas movies, but I watch Christmas movies with a laptop sitting in my lap mm-hmm. and I am still working while I'm enjoying my Christmas movies sure. at the same time. And when you are a visionary, you have to invest in your vision. That means you have to be, you have to be what I call a sacrificial servant that mm. you sacrifice you sacrifice yourself. You sacrifice things. One thing about visionaries, we're up usually late at night uh, because Period. we're trying to exit because we work a nine to five. So we yeah. have to do things on the back end. So I have to literally be up some nights working or all Saturday long. I am literally in my office at home grinding it out and then got to go downstairs and make dinner and do all the things that I need to do for my family and all that stuff. I have to balance all of that out. Yes. Um, Oh, and so you have to, if you're going to really execute your vision or your purpose, mm-hmm. you have to invest in that and you won't have to take some time to do it. But some of us, some of us are procrastinators and then we procrastinate with the expectation that we're going to have great quality. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like you just threw this together and we all know you threw this together, you know, yep. or we don't have great work, work ethic. And if you want to this to sustain you eventually, you got to know how to balance this and have some work ethic before you get to the full time of doing what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've noticed. um, So I have a nine to five as well. I'm virtual as well. And, you know, you also have to look at your nine to five as being one of your streams of income. Absolutely. Right. It's it's important for you to have multiple streams of income, especially when you're an entrepreneur, because Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, you're you're supposed to be of the mindset of uh, close to seven streams of income. Right. That's that's the mindset that you're looking to be in. Right. (laughs) And so to cut that off uh, just because you thought that because I have a vision for a business, um, uh, you know, a side gig or whatever it might be, um, it's counterproductive in, in, in my, from my perspective, right? Because there's so much to learn at a nine to five. Yeah, absolutely. I, 
Absolutely. I work in operations. I, I run operations management for my for a company that I've been working with for a while now. Mm. And the reality is everything that I have learned there, I am literally able to take and apply because I've learned to run a multi-million dollar company. Mm. And so literally I take every skill that I have learned there and I apply it to SD Rollins Enterprise. All right. Um, Good lessons and bad ones, too. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to take that and apply it to what you you know, what you're doing. I agree with you totally. Yeah. Yeah. That time management piece. And and. That's the I think that's the biggest part for most people, the time management, because um, a lot of times. I see with uh, some folks that I know that did take the leap when there's no nine to five and they have all of this time, they're like, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. I have so much time. I don't know. I don't know where to start. Yeah. You know? And so, and it's so good that you offer the services that you offer because, you know, again, I wasn't, I wasn't born surrounded by people going, go get it. And, having the wherewithal to to make it happen. And mm-hmm. so I've had to learn to step out of the circle that I'm in and step into different circles that I'm not familiar with. You because have to be, be your own networker. Yeah, that networking piece I, is huge. That networking piece is huge. Like, and I agree totally, like, because I didn't grow up with the best situation at all. Like yeah. where, I, where I grew up and where, what I came from, people weren't doing a whole lot of anything. Right. Um, and I, but it's, it's about your own determination and what you desire and what you want vision, what sure. you want to see for your life. And I want to see something greater than what I see. I know that there's something out there for me that's greater than what I see right now. And so you do have to connect yourself to people that are, in the areas or arenas that you, um, if you want to do poetry, you need to connect yourself to some poets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? If you want to be and successful ones at that, like you don't need to reach out to them. Like, Hey, yeah. like social media is everybody's friend right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like some of these celebrities and, you know, different thus and clubhouse right now is like popping. Um, you can jump in these things and talk to people that you didn't even imagine that you would have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be bold enough to step out there um, mm-hmm. and, and, and and hope for the best. You know, and listen, nothing beats a failure but a try. Yeah. So just try. That's how I figure. I try. I see what happens. That's why I say with this class, I'm just going to try. Let's see what, what the Lord does with it. You know, um, stepping out on faith. Um, yeah. But that networking piece is a big piece. What were What were your... What were your points, right? What were the resonating points in your workshop? Like, what what did they take away? I think, um, I think it. First of all, I think it was contingent upon the person and where they were. Okay. At the time, um, some of the points from just vision killers from talking about I was I really um, dig um, dug into procrastination and work ethic, um, and also insecurities. Mm. 
Um, I dealt with insecurities. And another one that I dealt with was emotional health. And people were very shocked behind that one Mm. because I used the example. um, I have a client in particular who um, who was selling products and things like that. And they um, when somebody rejected them, it took them to an unhealed place. That's that's huge. So it took them to an unhealed place and they responded with anger and they responded very in a nasty way to them and things like that because the person did not want to buy their product and they felt like they can get it somewhere else that was better. But that's what comes with when you sell products. There's yeah. always something to market. Right. And so but it took them to a place when they were a child, they were rejected. That's your emotional health. And if you don't deal with that stuff, it can dictate and kill your vision. Like you literally, because somebody rejected you in this moment, are stepping back into something that you weren't healed from. And so I dealt with stuff like that, that people were just like, wow, like I didn't realize that, you know, my insecurities and also comparison. I talked about comparison. You know, that comparison piece is a big piece, Chris. Yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all see it, you know, in with poetry. Like Chris, you know, Chris spit a little bit better than I do. Mm-hmm. You know, it, their flow is a little bit better than no, mm-hmm. but they're not you. You were created specifically to do a certain thing. And you have to you have to be okay with being one of the things I say, you gotta be okay with being a misfit. You gotta be okay with being different. And owning your own lane. When I own my own lane, I walk in it and like ain't no doubt about it. Mm. I am I am. I struggle with that even when I started my church because my I grew up Baptist. I was very traditional. I'm mm. a traditional girl. I love a good hymn, all that stuff. But mm. what God called me with my ministry was not traditional at all. And so I had to be okay with putting this stuff out that did not look like what I came from. And and so in the beginning, I was like, I don't, this is a little bit, you know, yeah. this is a little nasty for the same. It's, un- you know it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But once I stepped into it and I saw the response of people of non-believers that were coming to the church, people who have left church, you know, and experienced church hurt, that were attracted to our ministry, that our place, our, our ministry became a place of refuge for people. Then I realized, okay, I'm in my lane. And this is what I'm called. I'm I'm good in this, but sometimes you just gotta step out and be different. Yeah. Um, and, so, and so I dealt with a lot of different things like that last week. That is that piece is huge. Well, multiple those three pieces. The one where you spoke of rejection, mm-hmm. it it can do that. It can take you back to somewhere where you just don't want to be. But I, I think mainly people don't like rejection period in relationships uh just in life and to be in the market to be an entrepreneur tough skin is a necessity necessity you 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 have to be okay and cool with the nose yep that's one of the things i talked about too you have to be okay with the nose and you gotta, you know, a lot of people look at rejection like it's failure. Right. Um, and that's not always the case. Like mm. sometimes it was rejected because you need to go back and, and, and tighten up this idea a little bit. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? You need to tweak this a little bit and come back and present it another way. Yeah. Like, 
the idea is great. This is wonderful. But yeah, the, your presentation of this wasn't that great. So just fix that up, tweak that a little bit and come back again. Yeah. Don't get <laughs> mad at the customer. Don't get mad at the investor. Look at what you have and find Absolutely. out what the reason for the no. Failure, failure can do two things, Chris. Even It could cause you to repeat it or it can cause you basically to learn from it. Yeah. You learn from your failures. You learn from the mistakes you made. You learn from the things like, okay, all right, they didn't, okay, they like this portion of this, but this piece right here, they don't like. So maybe that's not going to work. Like, And you got to be okay with that. Mm. As an entrepreneur, you have to be okay with some people. Everybody not going to like your stuff. There are some people who are not going to get with you and you have to be okay with that because there are a group of people that will. Mm-hmm. And you have to be, and you have to be comfortable with that. Everybody mm-hmm. not gonna like. It's like life. Everybody's not gonna like you. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith said, "Fail early <laughs> and fail forward." Wow, that's good. And, and what that means is, is take it as a lesson. Absolutely. Like, like we just said, you know, find out where you need to tweak what you have, and sometimes take an honest inventory of what you have and say, I need to scrap this whole thing and start over. Yep. Well, that's one of the things we talked about last week too, about assessing mm-hmm. yourselves, kind of evaluation, your own inventory, looking at yourself, looking at what's not working, what is working. And you got to be okay because everything is not going to work. Yeah. Um, or, every, or some stuff, or some stuff, it's also about timing. It may mm-hmm. not just be the right time for this right now. This idea is great, mm-hmm. but it may not be the right time for it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so just all of those pieces. Yeah. That timing piece is is a major key. Major key. Great idea, but not right now. Absolutely. Write it down. And a lot of, and a lot of us don't like that. Not right now. Because mm-hmm. I, I want to do it now. But it's you need to develop that a little bit. Yeah. Just it's just like just like marital um premarital counseling mm-hmm. and right if the pastor if the if your spiritual covering doesn't necessarily say no right that he's not the one or she's not the one he just says not right now yeah. they can't they already yeah. bought the ring i already told my family so this has to go forward right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then they get themselves in a mess when they walk down the aisle you yeah. know what i mean hot mess <laughs> <laughs> Timing is everything. Yes. The comparison part. The comparison yeah. part is is skills. That takes skills. <laughs> that takes skills to not compare. Yeah. And it takes practice because you know you'll see your friends uh, winning. I say quotes because social media is all of the highlights of your life. Right. So it looks like your friends or your or whoever you see is is winning, but you know behind the scenes things could be in shambles. Sure. You know, you know, yeah. but and you're still comparing yourself. Like, oh man, he's tra- they traveling everywhere. You know, I'm stuck at this nine to five. You know, I'm gonna just quit right now. Like, you know, yeah. I and 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 instead of focusing on the vision that you have or the vision that you were given right? in cultivating that. Yeah. One of the things that I always tell people when you find yourself in the place that you start comparing yourself, you got to check yourself. 
Yeah. You have you have to check yourself. Like, where's that? What's that? Why am I doing that? Where's that coming from? Um, check yourself and then focus on your stuff. That means you're too focused on them mm. and what they have going on and what they're doing. You need to refocus and focus on you, but sometimes we have to check ourselves because that's when our insecurities come in mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff plays a part. And sometimes you have to check yourself to say, okay, where is that coming from? Why am I functioning? Like, why am I doing that? What is, yeah. happening? What is happening right now? Like, why am I comparing myself to my girl or my boy that like, we, we homies, like we cool, right. like everything they do there's something on the inside of me that i need to deal with in that like whether it's my insecurity or i don't feel like i'm good enough or i feel like my opportunity hasn't come yet or whatever the case may be and one of the things about comparison is that we have to be very careful because we don't know what it took for people to get to where they are we don't know the nights they had to cry the sacrifices they had to make um we don't know the investments they had to make and all that type of stuff so we have to be very careful with that you would sometimes i I read something one one day that was talking about you're comparing um like their now to your Mm -hmm. beginning i can't compare like people who've been doing visionary stuff for 25 years they their foot is wet in the game i'm just I'm like, it's like a pool. I'm just dipping in, you know, trying out, testing out the water, you know, all of this stuff or whatever the case may be. And so I can't compare that they're in the deep end, diving in and going to the bottom and coming back up or whatever the case may be to me being in three feet. You can't compare that. You can't compare that. Um, You can't compare that. And sometimes, like you said, even in the sense of, you know, sometimes we're comparing ourselves to what we just see on social media. And you don't know. You know, they you know, they look like they flossing on social media, but they really got five dollars in the bank. You know what I'm right, saying? Like right. you, know, you know, like yeah. you know, I, we put on a facade, you know, so that people can see us a certain way sometimes yeah. through social media. Yeah. You, can't, you can't judge people based on that. That's right. not just like you, Yeah, just like you said, you know, we we uh, social media looks like it was an overnight success for them when right. They've been grinding for like 10 years. No, seriously. That's real. With with all the no's. All but the they no's. kept on going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so I think a lot of times um uh we we are addicted to shiny things. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is when you have a great idea and you're gung ho and super excited, you know, um, it's, it's shiny for you. Right. And, and everybody's excited for you. You post it on Facebook, on, on Instagram, you get a bunch of likes and everybody's in support of you. But when the mundane weekly tasks, um, come and you, and you have to execute and maintain, um, and grow what you have then and all of the cheerleaders are gone and it's just you and your vision and purpose you're like man oh i got another idea let me let me hop to that new shiny idea that i have so i can feel that celebration again the newness of an idea and the celebration of a new idea and people hop from I, i'm speaking from ex- from from experience, I have literally had to train myself to say, "Stop, 
focus on poet life because creatives have ideas nonstop all the time. But one of the things that I always tell people, first of all, you know, we should always write down what's in our heads. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Put it on paper, write the, it's biblical. We know, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. write the vision, make it plain, all that other stuff, whatever the case may be. But one of the things that I believe that visionaries fail in is that we try to do too much. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, okay. So if this is my baby right now, I need to hone into that. And I need to perfect that and get that going and then move on to the next thing. Like we we sometimes I got this idea. I got this idea. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then everything like, you know, my grandma, we say you try to be a jack of all trades. No, focus on like that one area right now. Get that going. Get that up. All mm-hmm. right, you got that going, blah blah blah. Now you can go to the next thing, um, or whatever the case may be. You have to focus in on something, or you can fall, you can fail at everything. Trying to right. do all, and you'll overwhelm yourself. Sure, you'll be overwhelmed. Like one of the things with me being, I, I have, I keep in my notes everything that I get, every idea, everything mm-hmm. that comes to me. I because because first of all, you know, I'm forty, so. We forget a little bit different as we mm. get, you know, as we get a little, as we get yeah. a little older. So I just write it down. If I don't have my book with me, because I keep a, a journal too. If I don't have that, well, I can write down. I have a little boss journal. I write down. That's for my visionary stuff, my business stuff. I write it down. But I, I literally in my notes in my phone, everything I get, I write it down. Um, yeah. this year I literally because I have a busy year ahead of me this year. Like I have a calendar. Um, we talked about time management. I have my calendar. And what I did was I literally took it this year. I did something different. I usually just put everything in my phone and my calendar. I took mm-hmm. a physical calendar. I got, I took my church calendar first and then I took, I put all, then I added all my SD Rollins dates and all this stuff to the calendar so that I can plan out effectively, mm. effectively and things like that. And so we just got, we have to, we have to manage it. And so I had to plan it out even in the sense to say, okay, Right now, the focus for the next such and such month is all on this visionary stuff. Let's push this, blah, 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 blah. All right, in the fall, I'll do this, whatever, whatever. Okay, you got to plan it out. Yeah. You have to plan You have to plan it out. And, like, don't try to do too much. Um, I already have a lot going on as it is. So SD Rollins can't do but so much because I still got to right. pass my church. And I still have this nonprofit that I've had for 10 years that is doing extremely well. So I got to plan this thing out. Sure. What's What's the nonprofit about? Jairus Place. It's called Jairus Place. It's been in existence for for 10 years now. Um, the focus is on for young ladies ages 12 to 17. And our focus is literally just providing young ladies with the necessary resources for successful living. Same mm. thing, basically, or whatever. But we're literally in um, communities that, um, that are, uh, you know, a little bit low-leveled or... Sure. Um, don't have the same opportunities um, that everybody else have. And so we provide them hope. We provide them vision for their own lives because a lot of them, until they got into our program, didn't see, oh, oh I can go to college. You know, Miss Shakina, I can, I can, what are you talking about? And I had to, when I said them my story, they're like, okay, if you came from nothing, um, then I can be something too. And I'm like, yes, you can. And we have girls that go to college. We had girls that, you know, went off to school on scholarships and, you know, all type of stuff that come from nothing. 
basically, mm. that are making something of themselves and things like that. And so we focus in on our teen, our teen girls and just pour into them, help them realize their self-worth and their value and things like that and just push them to be great. Same awesome. thing I do. I basically do for adults. I do it for teen, teen girls too. That's basically. awesome. What's the website on that? Well, actually, it's funny that you say that because now we're revamping everything. Gotcha. So in the new year, I have a new website coming out for Jarvis Place, for SD Rollins, all that stuff. But literally, you can go on social media. It's Jarvis Place, um, J-I-R-E-H-S Place, Jairus Place, like Jehovah Jireh. Jairus gotcha. Place, all of our social media pages, all that stuff um, are up and running and things like that. But everything that we're doing now is being revamped. Um, and you, it's coming out in the new year. So I'm really excited about that. Beautiful, beautiful. It's always it, so. I, that just that idea just came to my mind. Um, when you feel that you want to have something shiny, then simply enhance what you currently have. Right, like you know, then enhance your website. Right, rebrand if you yeah. if you choose. Right, if if your logo is is has been dry since the beginning sprint sprint some water on it and, and yeah. go to fiber and, and 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 upgrade it if you need to you know um so, yeah. right now, a rebranding of everything with yeah. like like literally doing everything over yeah. um to give it a different face we've shifted to another level so it needs to look mm. like it Mm, yeah, I'm in the same place. That's why, as you can see, um, I have uh, I don't have my podcast logo right now because I'm waiting for the new year to release the brand new logo and the new face yeah. of the brand and everything. So, yeah, very excited about it. That is always fun. So, again, you it know, if, if you find if you find yourself in that Oh, it's just the dry, it's the dry period right now. And you have to go through those dry periods where it's not all lights and cameras. Where you Let need me tell to you something. go this, go. 2020 was dry. Okay. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you, my year started off so great. I was doing trainings and developmental right. stuff. Because I go in and I train ministries as well. Like, you know, I do a lot of different stuff. So I was going in. I had contracts with churches and I'm training them and developing them. I had stuff laid out for the year and COVID hit and nothing. You know what I'm saying? So literally I like, okay, we got to pivot. We got to pivot. That's and the we, word. Gotta, we got That's the word. Everybody's been you, but it's the reality of where we are. Mm -hmm. Okay. To figure out how you can do this thing virtually. Mm -hmm. So literally now I'm like everything that I do, I'm gonna do it virtually. Mm -hmm. Everything, even my girls program, we're 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 gonna run in February a, a pilot program for the girls to try it out to see if it works virtually for them. Um, yeah. to see if to see if they like it because they like to be in person. They want I want to see if they like it. Um, because they're in school all day virtually, so I don't know right. if they'll like it. Um, so we're gonna see. Um, yeah. try it out. And, and see what happens. I right? think they will. I think they will as long as it's engaging. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And and you study how to because it's new for everybody, how yeah. to make virtual a, a virtual experience engaging, even though we're all on Zoom and whatever other platform for 24 hours. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
my nonprofit, Poet Life Academy, we are in several schools and we pride, even before COVID, we pride ourselves with being mobile and, and, and virtual. And so nothing has really changed in that regard. And so, um, you know, when we first started our mentorship program, uh, Boys to Kings, Girls to Queens, um, at first, you know, when the first when the students were coming in, you know, I, uh, you know, halfway under yep. under the camera, you know. Yep. Yeah. And and but we at the same time are teaching them respect teaching them self-respect and so if you see me chest up full face and chest in the in the screen then i need that same respect absolutely right and so we go from seeing forehead to seeing eyebrows to seeing eyes and you know yeah and so um um because you take this approach that this is the way of the world now. Mm-hmm. So this is new education. Yeah. Right. We knew we knew in the future that our kids will be learning some sometimes from home or I- even in the classroom. But the teacher is on the screen. Mm-hmm. We knew that was coming. It was inevitable. Yeah. But COVID just accelerated. Majorly. Cut the time short. And it's here now. Absolutely. But it was coming regardless. It was coming eventually. So so now that it's here, they have to be taught how to live in it and thrive in it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can win. So when we first started the podcast, we were limited to having to simply inter well, I don't like using the word interview because we're not interviewing. We're, we're having great conversations, right? We were limited to inviting guests who were only in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, mm-hmm. or when they flew in or traveled to the area. Um, uh, and so we were limited to that, limited to that, right? But now because COVID has forced everybody virtually, and this is the norm, we can have conversations with anybody and everybody around the world. Yep. Absolutely. So that's you can win. Like every, for, that is, that's been one of the benefits of COVID. And it's mm-hmm. very funny because my, one of my, my admin for my church Say, Pastor, you've been able to bring in some guests that you wouldn't have been able to bring in. What? Um, like, you, you know, you had to pay for hotel and cars and flights and all that Expenses. stuff. Like, Low overhead. No overhead. Very little. We, we literally Very- had Lisa Nichols on the podcast. See? You know, it's it's... And because before, when everything was face to face, this was oh that that's not legit. You know y'all 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 cheating. You know yeah. you know you know the person needs to be in there in the room with you. Right. You know, and, and and now it's it's commonplace here. You know, and so um, just really excited about that. That 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 those points are huge. Pivot 
perspective man that'll preach all day good gracious <laughs> you know um let me ask you this so back to the visionary right if if do you believe do you believe that the visionary has to be the number one person right it has to be the the ceo you can be the founder because you that was your idea but does that visionary need to be the number one, the CEO of the idea of the company? It, I think it depends. I think it depends on what you're building. I think it depends on what you see. Mm. Um, um, I, I'm a strong believer in um, um, your team. Yes. Um, um, one of the things that I express and I believe in is the importance of um, staffing around your weaknesses. Mm. Right? Yes. Um, you have to be secure in who you are. You know sure. what I mean? And realizing that you have weaknesses or whatever. Like when I look at anything that I do, the team that surrounds me are people who work in areas and do what I don't do. Right. They're good at it. I don't do graphics. I can tell you about a website. I can barely manage my own calendar some days. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I stand around um, and they literally help you to build the vision and they literally help you to execute the things you need to execute and things like that. My, 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 my boss that I work with, um, she's the owner of the company. She's not the CEO. Her husband is a CEO, but she's the visionary. There you go. The visionary, and she's considered the managing principal because it's for um, an accounting finance place. Um, and so, and so, literally, um, she's the visionary. Mm -hmm. She stepped out first and got it started, and then brought her husband along, and he's he's technically the CEO, and mm. she's the managing principal. So, and she has the vision. So, so she took it. As far as she could, based off of her skill set, and took an honest inventory of where she was and what she could do with what she had or what she Absolutely. built. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And that that that, and I and, and I fear a lot of people can't and won't get that. And the reason I say that is because it's mine. It's my vision. It's so I'm. Yeah. And so they'll limit themselves. They'll limit their growth because of that. And that's the issue. That's an issue. Like, because we can't do it all. Like you, if there's, you cannot do it all. Like, so you have to have people that surround you that can work in areas that you can't. Mm. Um, um, for example, I'm the founder of Jairus Place, but I have a team of, of young ladies that do all of my programming. I lay the vision. I give them the workbooks, all the stuff. They design it how they want to put it together. All that, all that great stuff. And then they execute it. 
Cause there's no way that I can be at everyone. Cause we were in, we we're in the schools too. We were in Alexandria public schools and we were in literally in four schools like um, mm-hmm. in 2019 to 2020 before COVID hit, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so literally I can't be at all four of those schools. Somebody got to run those programs mm-hmm. and you have to be okay with that. And you have to be comfortable with that. And so literally she's running a multi-million dollar company. She's the managing principal and he's the CEO. Wow. That is, that is, um, that's security. That is, that is, that's confidence within yourself and knowing who you are. Absolutely. And and knowing that that doesn't take anything away from you that actually adds to, yeah. The reality is, it's your vision. So all these people that's doing all this stuff is helping even you to look great. You know what I mean? Like you gotta right. be secure in that. Like I tell my my team when we have our meetings, they be talking this social media stuff and this website, and I be like, I don't know what y'all talk about. Like whatever you want to do, all right, just tell me what I need to do. Like, yeah. and I had to be okay that this is a weakness of mine. I can't tell you nothing about no computers. I can't tell you about you mm-hmm. know. You know the algorithms and all that stuff that people look at. I don't know anything about that stuff. So I surround myself with people that do. And this is their strength. It's my weakness, though. But I'm securing myself to say, yo, I don't know this. And I'm okay with not knowing this. So let me get some people around me that do. Yeah. Well, so let's step back a little bit. What what pushed you to start that workshop? What was that aha moment or that revelation? So I have a coach myself. As I coach everybody, I have a coach nice. myself. And I was telling her that, you know, I've always had this thing for empowering people, empowering where they are, helping them to be, helping them execute visions. I do this like all the time. Mm. Um, and so, and so, she was like, you need to do a class. And I was like, mm, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. not, mm, she was like, you need to do a class. You need to do a free class. You need to offer it. Put yourself out there. Jump out there. So I said, okay, I hear you. Right? Because I'm like this, okay, I hear you. Right. And then I'm sitting with it. I share it with my husband. He was like, I don't know why you haven't been doing this anyway. My Ooh. husband has this to me for the last few years actually you know like you need to be teaching these people you need to be sharing with other people and da 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 because I like to teach I love to teach and I was actually doing some adjunct professor work at Marymount and I was like I don't want to do that for them I want to do it for myself mm-hmm. and my focus was leadership and personal development for mm. freshmen for freshman students my husband's like why don't you take this and just put it together? He was like, I see like this school and you doing different stuff and trainings and development. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one day I was just sitting, I was like, I need to listen to what these people are saying. Mm. Like, I have something to offer. Let me just do it. And that's how I stepped out there. I called my team. I said, this is what I see. And this is what I got a passion for. Let's see what's going to happen. And they were like, all right, let's go. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell me where this is going. So, you know, I want to um, I want to continue to do um, sessions. I, uh, of course, I have a, a four week class that is coming up in January. 
Um, then from that, I want to do some stuff around nonprofit organizations, helping people to develop those um, and things like that. And I just want to keep doing like trainings and developmental stuff and things like that. And then I also do like one-on-one coaching um, for people who might not like the group setting and they want just like the one-on-one service. And so I plan to just do that um, and just help people be. Yeah. I get a get a joy in that. Like I, I such a fulfillment to watch others be. So that's, awesome. that's the plan. That's awesome. So in January to 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 jump the the year off 2021, you have a four week course or class. Part of the group coaching session. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So so uh, how is that set up? That's once a week or. Yes, once a week. It's on Mondays at eight o'clock and it's for people that are visionaries. So we're going to talk about vision. We're going to talk about how to really map out what's in your head. The idea mm. when I did, a, I did a, actually I did a free session not too long ago with some visionaries. I wanted to test it out. Right. I was like, let me test it out with y'all. See if this is going to work. That's the key and they, right there. And test they were like, out. I did. I did three weeks with them. I didn't do four with them. I did three with them. And they were like, this is so amazing. Like, and I'm like, okay, maybe I can really do this. Mm-hmm. And so I did it. Like I, they were mapping out their ideas because I make them draw it out. I make them, you know, look at it. What's in your head? Put it on paper. People had stuff in their head that didn't even know what in their head was mm-hmm. in their head. When they start writing it out, they were like, I didn't know I had all of this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know, all of this stuff. So we do idea mapping. We do, um, um, we plan it out. We plan out what they see. Take that. Take that one thing. We plan it out. Um, literally, almost taking like they're literally for most of them building their almost their business plan for the from the tools that we give them. Um, and then we talk about execution and moving into manifestation and things like that. So hopefully, um, over those next few weeks, they'll be pushing their vision forward even the more. Beautiful. How how many how many people would you say per? Per per class, so I'm 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 only doing thirty. Okay, I, I want to keep it small, um, so that I can have like that, like how you and I are talking, right. that, sure. um, that engagement and things like that. When it's too large, I feel like I can't, you sure. know, put my hands on people like I would want to. So, yeah, will will they be able to ask questions absolutely. and absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, I, I think that vision piece is, is not, you know, talked about often, Yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's just the idea and, and take it to the market, mm-hmm. you know, um, but the cultivating of the vision is so key um, in keeping that, at the forefront because it's it's sort of like the mission of your organization mm-hmm. and a lot of times the mission is only spoken of at the at the beginning at the genesis of uh the project or or the company um but if you kept the mission or the vision uh in front of your employees and yourself they would stay on task and start thinking about many ways to uh, enhance the vision, uh, stay on course with the vision, Mm -hmm. you know, even with churches, 
Mm-hmm. One of the things, and listening to what you said too, when you said that people jump, and I and I talked about this even last week, and what I call I called premature birth, mm. um, or we birth prematurely. So you know, with any, if you think about like a preemie baby, when they're born, they're born underdeveloped, mm. right? And so a lot of times we'll go from I have an idea, let me just jump out there and try it. And you didn't left out all this developmental stuff. And I and I told some of them stop running these um ill ill uh uh uh, 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 uh businesses and things like that that aren't legit. Mm. Everything is paid under the table, or mm-hmm. you know, you don't have a business account where they can even write you a check to your business. You right. know what I mean? And people miss opportunities because they miss the developmental pieces that were needed to help sustain the baby. Um, you know, and things like that. And so, and so that's a struggle sometimes. Yeah, I have the vision, but now you got to do the work so that the vision can live, um, so sure. that the baby can live in a sense, you know, even when the baby is born prematurely, it takes a lot of nutrients and things that are needed to get it to the place that it needs to get to so that it can survive. And so we struggle sometimes making that jump too fast and we haven't put the things you you're not even an llc or you're not incorporated or you don't have an ein number like simple stuff to Mm. put the vision in place your stuff is not trademark or you know like different things like that we jump out there and then we wondering like why my stuff didn't live like you didn't even have the stuff i remember i had somebody one time that almost missed an opportunity um they're a caterer they almost missed an opportunity, a great opportunity with a school system because they were like, well, do they cash out? Are you kidding me? Do they cash out? This is a school system. They're not going to cash out you. They're going to send they want to send you a check. Like, are you kidding me? Well, can they put it in my name? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, we will miss opportunities by being underdeveloped, by jumping out there and not yeah. doing the necessary steps to sustain what we're, what we see. Yeah. Um, so, and so I always challenge people in that, like do the work. You have to do the work. So this thing will, and it takes time. Yeah. Rome doesn't build overnight. Like, and neither right. will your vision be executed overnight. Right. Um, so it takes time. Now, even that, even that, so it is true. Even that is tough for a lot of people because for a lot of people, if they just don't start, they won't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that is the ideal situation right there, you know? Um, But so many people simply will not start, start at all if they just don't start somewhere. But the the issue is where are you starting? Yes. Because I can start, that doesn't mean I'm 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 in it fully. No, but right. Sure. Start with an idea and yeah. a plan. Sure. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. that's the issue because people don't know as you what you said what you said mm-hmm. earlier. People have no clue. So I have all this stuff in my head. And I'm just gonna start, and then you're like, well, "It's not living," or, "Or I wasn't prepared that it was going to be great," and I jumped out there, and I don't have the things in place to help me. Like I, you might start a t-shirt company. I'm gonna jump out there. I'm gonna start my t-shirt, and then you got a demand on the shirts that you weren't prepared for. 
You know what I mean? Like, so you don't have no system in place for how to mail the shirt. So you got all these shirts that's on back order. You know what I mean? Like, we don't think about the planning pieces. Yes. Um, Yes. It goes, it goes with it. Yeah. Um, First of all, I really appreciate you. This information is so key and vital and so on time. Um, um, And what we're talking about, I think will take a lot of people to the next level. Uh, But a big key to that next step and next level is the tutelage and the receiving of the knowledge. Um, But be before that, to get the tutelage and the knowledge, you have to invest yeah. in yourself and into into your vision. Absolutely, absolutely. And I yeah, and that, I, that, I, that piece I, escapes a lot of people. I'm not paying nobody to tell me what my vision is, and but they're not telling you what the vision is. They're just helping you to execute the vision. Yeah. Nobody can tell me what my, you can't tell me what my vision is. Like it's right. my, but my responsibility is to help you get it. Like to see the manifestation of the vision. Like that's what, that's what, like, like, cause I literally took it upon myself this year. I was like, okay, Shakina, I, you want to go to the next level. You really want to do this stuff. You got to invest. I had to take, I was like this, let me take these little coins, little extra coins I got. And I started paying for a coach. You know what I'm saying? That will literally coach me to the next level. And that's why I'm I did that workshop mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. Cause she took what was in my head. I literally like laid it out to her and she was like, okay, boom, 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 boom. And I was sitting back like, Are you kidding me right now? Like she was like, Let's get it done. She put it, she helped me put it together. She helped me map it out and figure this thing out. And I'm sitting here on this podcast with you tonight mm-hmm. because somebody said to me, girl, just get out there, do it. This is what you need to do. Make sure it look like something when you put it out there, yes. you know, all this other stuff or whatever the case may be. And I did it. And we're sitting here having a conversation about what I what I, I, I invested. And one of the things I talked about, one of the characteristics of a successful visionary is that you have to be an investor of yourself, invest in yourself and invest in your vision. Yeah, and you have to be the biggest investor biggest. in your vision. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A vision at the outset is a picture, is 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 a puzzle box with a picture on it. So you mm-hmm. see it. You see what it's supposed to look like, but when you open the box, it's a bunch of little puzzle pieces spread out. And you got to figure out how to put that picture together. Absolutely. You know, because I've been there. I was like, man, here's my vision right here. I know I have something, but I, and and for me, uh, God gives me parts of the vision. He doesn't even give me the full. Because he's like, I can't handle all of that. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, I got yeah. one puzzle piece. Yeah. You know, so I don't even get to see the full picture. You know, I just have to take that one puzzle piece and work that, work it. Absolutely. You know? he, gives, he gives a piece at a time. Like he, because God knows for real, for he knows like 
if I give Chris all of this, Chris gonna be like, "This too much." I ain't, I ain't nobody studying this. Like, ain't nobody doing all yeah, this. Yeah, right. He overwhelmed. So he actually like almost like spoon feed us. Like, let me give you a little bit here. Mm. All right, you did that. You were able to accomplish that. All right, let me give you the next piece. Okay, you got that. Now I can mm. give you the next piece. And that's how he functions a lot. He doesn't give us all of it at one time because. I know for he and he knows us. He knows what we can handle. So for me, he don't give me give it to me busy piece. Right, right. Much listen. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to accomplish all of that. Right. Yeah. Like, so just, yeah. No. You, you couldn't have told that. you couldn't have told me or convinced me that I I was going to be the host of the podcast. Yeah. You, that that wasn't in my plans. <laughs> I, was, I, I had the idea for it. Right. And I was going to make it happen. I got my co I got my hosts in place and but trying to manage, um, you know, it's key to manage people. Um, but but trying but trying to manage uh, the role that you're supposed to be in is is halfway impossible. Absolutely. You know, so um, I'm sure so many people got so much information um from this this episode let me ask you so it's your first class starts on the 4th of january yes yes okay when's the the deadline to register is there actually the second gotcha but we'll be consistently doing stuff okay well it, it won't just be this one um, and, and, you know, people can follow the pages and things like that or whatever to know what's going on. But it'll be consistent stuff that will be going on throughout the year. Awesome. Is that is that your uh, theme for 2021 vision or? I don't, I, don't, well, I don't know if it's really like a theme, but that's my focus for, you know, yeah. uh, for this year to help visionaries execute. And And the reality is this. You know, the truth of the matter is the way the world is, we need to have some side stuff um, because we well, don't know. <laughs> you better. You listen, we don't know what's going to happen. So let's build this stuff so we can start cashing some checks and get, you know, get in good position because we don't know. Like, it's been crazy this year. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have lost jobs, but it's I know some people that were sustained because they had those multiple streams of income. Right. You know. Things like that. So Be, before COVID, you said you had no time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now you have all the time in the world. Here's your time. You Are you be, managing it well? Yes. People should. People should be. This is COVID. building time. This is building time. I'm telling you, this is it's been like a perfect time to build. We can't go nowhere. We can't do nothing. Like you're not going. People are, can't go out to eat. You can't go do no activities. Like, come on, pick up your laptops and get to working. Just start mapping, writing this stuff out. Put a timeline to it. Set some goals for yourself. Do something. Yeah. yeah. Do something. Yeah. That's that's so good. That's so good. Um, listen, what I want to do. Uh, we have matched with this podcast, what we call Poet Life University, mm-hmm. right? So as you can see, we <clears throat> bring guests on to impart and to teach. 
Um, this is the premise of the podcast. And so we've linked the podcast with Poet Life University and uh, a lot of the we call them alumni or or poet life professors who come on when they finish with their their episode. Um, we we then partner with them to where they are the facilitate facilitators of um, workshops. Okay. And um, vision. Yeah. So everybody listening, watching, uh, understand uh, we we're going to be linking with Doctor Shakina. Uh, because there's so much more to unfold here and uh, uh, we would love to work with you and, and we'll talk about details okay. after the uh, conversation and um, it's it open to everybody and we, we do it on zoom and um, they are they're 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 so excited to be able to watch and listen to the podcast and have questions right and so then have the opportunity to you know ask those questions in that zoom based off what they saw here um yeah just taking it to the next level and not just doing what everybody's doing and just doing a podcast you know what i mean yeah yeah Yeah. so um i'm i'm so excited for you i'm i'm so i'm so glad that i I, I was able to see the post that I think Danny Prince. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My God. Danny that's, Prince that's posted. Yeah. And then I went to your page and everybody was talking about the workshop. I was like, where was I at? Like, <laughs> how did I miss this workshop? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, again, thank you so much, Dr. No, Shaking. I truly appreciate you. your time and your knowledge and your willingness to impart. Um, if you could say anything to anybody watching or listening, what would that be? I would just say to everybody that is listening for all of my visionaries, because you are, guys are creative. So you're visionaries mm-hmm. that the vision starts with you. The vision starts with you. So I would encourage you to do some um, digging into yourself, figure out what's stopping you, figure out what's getting in your way. Um, and and just get it done. Get out there, do what you have to do. Set some goals. Do some positive I am statements to encourage yourself. And because sometimes we have to be our own self motivators. Say some stuff to encourage yourself daily, so you can get this stuff done. You're sitting on. Uh, some of us are sitting on our wealth. Um, some of us are sitting on what's the next level for us, the new beginnings, the open doors, the opportunities, things like that. And so I just challenge you to do the work um, so that you can get to where you need to be. Yes. God said that you were created in his image. And when I hear that, I don't I don't think physical parents. Right. It is God is a creator. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I hear. That's the creative side of you right there. Yes, that's yeah. what I hear. Yeah. You know, that's I made you in my image. Think about it. If you think about how he even put the stars in, and don't get me started on that, Chris. You're trying uh, to put the podcast tonight. Okay? That is so good, Chris. Yes, it, he is. He is. I wanted to say that so because I that that's how I see what he said. So, listen, it's the Poet Life podcast. It, it would be another hour, another hour uh, <laughs> if we go into that. Uh, but we'll stay connected. 
and um thank you so much again it is the poet life podcast if you want to know more about what we have going on go to thepoetlife.com but keep continue to watch, continue to, to, to listen. Uh, we also have the third dimension to the podcast, which is the Poet Life blog. And so our blog manager, um, Kelsey, she then summarizes these episodes and turns into a blog post for those who love to then read. Uh, not everybody wants to watch or listen, so everybody likes to read too. So uh, it's the Poet Life Podcast, everybody. Thank you again to Dr. Shakina Rawlings. It is the Poet Life Podcast. You all have a good night. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Find a way.